0: Good afternoon, everybody out there in Internet Radio Land listening to my show. I am the Reverend Blake Ruby. Welcome to the show, Church of the Souls Evolution. How have you all been? I hope you've been well over the last week. It is a beautiful day here in San Antonio. I got up this morning, it was a little bit nippy. The sun is shining, been shining all day. The skies are blue. And the weather is slowly getting colder. We are getting into winter time here in South Texas. And that will probably after the daylight saving time begins next Saturday, then we'll really be going towards winter time. And here the trees do lose their leaves. I've got 24 acre park behind my backyard. that's full of the Texas sized trees that we have, which aren't too tall. Not like in other places in the country up north. They have high trees, deciduous trees, you know, and other kinds of trees, oak trees. But these Texas trees, they're only like maybe 20 feet tall, and that's about it. It's that. It's that much. But that's okay. And then they, we have the seasons here. They all shed their leaves probably sometime in December, they'll all be gone and everything will be brown in the back, but now everything's still green, and then spring comes along around March, late February, early March, and then the trees slowly start to go their leaves back. Anyway, it's beautiful, it's all, it's all great, isn't it? is a beautiful, wonderful world we live in, and oh, I just can't help it, i got to sing a song, here it goes. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day. The dark, sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people passing by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself. What a wonderful world. Louis Armstrong, what a wonderful world. And you know, sometimes we don't have a lot of time to think about it, but when this world is rotating, let me rephrase that. This world is rotating on an an axis, you know, like magic, like clockwork perfectly, no flaws, no glitches, rotating at 600 miles an hour. That's how come we have a sunrise and a sunset, but it's the world rotating on an axis, a power that we don't know much about also revolving around the sun 365 days A power that we don't know much about suffice it to say it's the power of the supreme creator of the universe and that my friend is just one planet and one sun among many out there all held into existence by the might of the creator of the universe a power that is perfect that doesn't have any glitches or mistakes, something we can rely on 24-7, 365 days a year. And it has been that way for thousands of years, my friend, courtesy of yours truly, the Supreme Creator of the universe. And that's why, that's why we should be praising and worshiping the Creator forever and ever. Where he and she, the creators, both male and female, who created something out of nothing. A long time ago, when the universe began forming itself after the Big Bang, one solar system after another, one galaxy after another. And here we are. Many years later. That house I see over there. That fence. Those trees. The grass. My air conditioner. The light. Above me, the fan, the ceiling fan, this enclosed patio, the chair out there in the backyard, all made through, maybe not directly, courtesy of the supreme creator of the universe, who is wonderful and amazing and awesome. Don't forget to thank, please. Don't forget in your prayers. Say your prayers. Say your prayers, my friends. Say your prayers, because remember, I talked about it on a previous show, that God said to Lou Famoso, a man, check him out, he's on the internet, Lou Famoso, he had a near-death experience. Yes, yes, he had a near-death experience, a near-death experience, and some people might say, huh, I don't believe those, they're not real. Even though you see that changes the person's life, they're not real. They didn't really happen. It was all an illusion created in their brains. But Lou Famoso had himself a brand new Mustang traveling down the road in 1964. He'd just come back from Vietnam. Yeah, still a fantasy. Yeah, still. Still a fantasy. Going 100 miles an hour down a country road those old Mustangs were kind of front heavy and it front ended into the pavement and he flipped end over end a dozen times. Going hundred miles an hour, you know, do that. Car caught on fire. He was thrown from the car and he had a near-death experience to kind of make a long story short. And he met God. God came at him. He saw this golden orb of light approaching him. At first, it looked like a billiard ball, a golden orb of light, glowing intensely. And it came closer and closer. And then it was about the size of a basketball. And closer and closer. And then about the size of a beach ball. And it got in front of them and then transformed into this beautiful being of light, as if made pure light. And he realized at that moment that he was in the presence of God. And among all the things that God said to him, you know what God said? And this being was huge to like two or three times the size of an average man. Because don't you know what God loves is growth? We grow from babies into adults. Hopefully. We live to a ripe old age, hopefully. This being said to him, among other things, he said, I'm going to use my best God voice here. I'll take a drink of water first. God said to him, man will prey on man until man learns to Pray for man. Did you get it? Man will pray P R E Y on man until man learns to pray P R A Y for man. Now some of you might still think that was a fantasy. That really didn't happen to him. He just imagined it, he dreamed it or whatever. He really didn't have a near death experience. No. Cars nowadays they don't roll down the freeway, they don't catch on fire cars don't do that no it's impossible we never went to the moon that was all made up you know they shot those scenes in the desert somewhere in arizona we never landed on the moon it's a fantasy it's not reality wake up people come on get with reality not fantasy turn your tv off. don't watch those Fantasy action movies, and I'm guilty, I suppose. Sometimes I do, but all those actors that you know, that you love to watch, that make millions of dollars, while we only make a bare portion of that. Killing people left and right. War. Killing people getting shot up, blown up. Nuclear explosions. No, maybe not nuclear explosions. Bombs exploding. And that's a subject that I don't want to go into because it is so terrifying to think with the potential of what we have to destroy ourselves. I pray, God, please, Mother and Father God in heaven, supreme creator of the universe. No, you know, I have to explain that each and every time. The supreme creator of the universe created everything, right? But the plan was for the creator not only to create I guess I'm going to have to go into four forces of the universe, right? Four forces. The first force and I don't know what it's called. The ovoastromic Force that initiated the first huge atomic explosion in the universe was the force that created all of the planets and the suns and the moon right the second force call it call it the ovo cosmic force just for lack of a better way of describing it that created all the plant and animal life on the planets throughout the universe yeah it's true yeah it's true oh here comes the dog he says i gotta go outside in the backyard and make my pee-pee you know what i'm saying all right goldie you're you're good there comes the other one. All right. And the third force of the universe created all the sentient life, human beings like here on planet Earth and all the variety of thousands of other extraterrestrial beings that are out there. You better believe it. Einstein knew it. Are you as smart as Einstein? No, I don't think you are. Me, I am the Einstein of spirituality, my friend. I'll go ahead and say it. You know, at the risk of being ridicule for blasphemy or whatever else you want to call it. I am the Einstein of spirituality. But I'm humble about it, right? <laughs> the fourth force of the universe is that part, is that force that instilled an infinitesimal piece of the supreme creator in us. Called the spirit spirit that exists in every human body Don't you know when you dream at night you ever have dreams before my friends I know you do we are all dreamers and we close our eyes and we go to sleep and then we see that's why you can remember some dreams right do you remember some dreams? Some dreams that you have, maybe just a little bit here and there, flying in your dreams. Have you ever flown in your dreams, my friend? Well, those are the eyes of the spirit that allow you to see in your dreams. That's why you have a spirit in your body. And that's courtesy of the Supreme Creator of the universe, that little piece of him-her. Because don't you know the Supreme Creator is both male and female? We live in a universe of males and females the alpha, the omega, the yin, the yang, the positive, the negative, agreed. Anyone who doesn't agree is a young soul and doesn't know better, but hopefully will later on. Due to the process of evolution because we all are evolving, my friends, after this life. will be born again on another planet in the universe, one that you will choose in accordance with the spiritual development and evolution that you achieve while here on planet Earth. That is the truth. Take it from me, the Reverend Blake. Will be you better believe it? That's why you better be good. You better be kind. You better be loving to everyone out there, please. You better be recognizing, my friends, that we're all children of God, our mother and father, God, co-creator gods, which we are aspiring to be through that process of reincarnation that I just mentioned. We are aspiring to be like them, co-creator gods. Just like you have a house with a piece of land, don't you want to have your own little piece of the universe, of infinite space that's out there? I emphasize the word infinite, my friends. Can you comprehend what infinite means? When you achieve co-creator god status, you'll be able to create your own planets, your own children, millions and billions of them if you so desire and therefore expand and grow the universe that the Supreme Creator put into effect billions of years ago. Because again, what the Supreme Creator wants and needs and loves is growth. Can you relate? Can you relate to that? Can you relate to growth, you out there, who was once a baby, and now I'm much bigger you big baby you? I don't mean that in a bad way. We're all big babies, right? Back to what I was saying. So say your prayers, please. Man will pray on man until man learns to pray for man. Please pray for our existence, for the future of mankind, for our children and their children to live in a world free of war. Come on. Free of peace. You say your prayers. And guess what? I promise you. We'll get rid of war. Who wants war? War. What's it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Remember that song? Check it out on YouTube. I forget his name, but he did that song back in the 60s called War. What's it good for? Absolutely nothing. Only for the Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker. Unless uh, you're maybe wanting to die. You want to go to fight a war, do you? for the country, for the world. Dedicate your life, sacrifice your life, go right ahead, be my guest. Yes, you're doing the right thing. Conform, that's right. Be led to the slaughterhouse like the sheep who go there without questioning why. Because you're getting rid of communism. Oh, well, maybe capitalism is much better, isn't it? Look where we are today, we don't even have a universal healthcare system to take care of all of the citizens of the United States. We haven't even banned the AR-15 assault rifle, yet these active shootings still go on. Children dying. But politicians don't want to do it because they don't want to violate the First Amendment right, the right to bear arms, or to the Second Amendment. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. The right to bear arms, suffice it to say. Anyway. Suicide. My friends, let me talk about suicide. We're going to take a drink of water. In the United States, every 11 and a half minutes, someone commits suicide. In the world today, every 40 seconds, someone commits suicide. Don't you know that you're going to make God angry if you commit suicide? You want the creator of your soul and spirit to appear before you and look super angry and pissed off because you threw in the towel, because you gave up, you quit, My friends, we need to stop suicide. In the United States alone, 45,000 people die of suicide each year, which is more than the people that died in the United States from automobile crashes each year. What? Come on. Why are people committing suicide? I'll tell you why. Because people don't know the truth about who we are and people don't know the truth about the afterlife. And I know that's a subject that's taboo. it's a scary subject. I can feel the fear in that subject, talking about it, but we have to recognize it the Bible talks about heaven afterwards. Other religions they all recognize that we go somewhere when we die that I think in the world today, if you do a poll of how many people believe in angels, it's like eighty percent of the people around the world. So if you believe in angels, you've gotta believe in an afterlife, right? And that we have a spirit in our body. I mean That's part of our evolution to internalize that truth, that we are going to exist when this life ends, because there is an expiration date to all of our bodies, which we don't know exactly, and probably a good thing that we don't. That's why we were born into this world, forgetting where we came from, that we existed before we were born. It's true. Some of us are young souls, some of us are young, not-so-young souls, old souls, intermediate souls, all kinds of different souls with various amounts of previous lives under their belt, so to speak. But we are all God's children, it's just like if you have a brother or sister and they're in the 12th grade and you're only in the 5th grade, does that make them any better than you? No, it just means that they've been alive longer and they've learned more than you have and they're in the higher grade. Well, it's the same with souls, but the bottom line is we're all, they were all God's children or all the Supreme Creator's children. You get that, what I explained to you before. The Supreme Creator created the universe, but part of that plan, along with all the solar systems and galaxies, was to put these beings like the Supreme Creator, we can never be the Supreme Creator, but we can be like him, her. That's all a process of the growth of the universe. So we can be co-creator God. So we go to heaven when we die, we spend some time, hopefully, you know, we you don't become a ghost or go down to God's jail in the middle of the earth or go above the clouds. But if you make it to that world of light in the sky that you don't, can't look at because it's too bright, you go to that world of light, that's a nuclear fire of God, a very special fire, not just like strike a match, you know what I'm saying? It's a different fire. Your spirit is made of light energy. Hello? Hello? Your spirit is made of light energy. What did you think it was made of? You can live in a fire. Your spirit can live in the fire, in a fire, a fire, a fire, a fire, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You can live in fire. That's why you hear the people that go to hell and they're burning in lava beds of fire and screaming and the gnashing of teeth and the wailing. Yeah, well, because they're in fire. It's just like that kind of fire. There's a fire also in the sky. There's a fire in the sky. Did you notice a fire in the sky? You you took it for granted, didn't you? You just take it for granted. You forget the sun in a jealous sky. As we walk in fields of gold. We forget the sun in its jealous sky. As we lie in fields of gold. That's the the song, Fields of Gold. So my point is, my friends, there's an afterlife. And these people that commit suicide don't realize that. And also, oh, if you drink alcohol, The risk of you committing suicide has quadrupled at least. Now, I'm not here to judge anybody because I used to drink. I was an alcoholic. But let me tell you, once you put a little bit in your mouth, once it touches your mouth and your tongue, the devil, Archangel Lucifer, has got you. You are his. You are trapped. Alcohol is a curse to this world. A curse, I'm telling you. Now, I'm not judging you, I said that. You have free will. But I'm saying, that for those of you that might be contemplating suicide, if you drink, your chances are very much increased to do it. Let me tell you what happens. Now, you should read this book. It's called Beyond the Darkness, Beyond the Darkness, Beyond the Darkness by Angie Fenimore, F-E-N-M-O-R-E, and there's a YouTube video on it, 10 minutes, you need to watch that video, please, so you can pass the news along to any of your friends or family that might be contemplating suicide. Now, I was there, I almost did it myself, I'm not proud of it, I almost committed suicide, yeah. Oh, people, I can feel that some people might be going, what? Oh, oh my God. And that's part of the problem right there because I've been forgiven. I've forgiven myself. And that's the main thing, my friends. As long as you forgive yourself, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. You don't care if John Doe doesn't forgive you or Sally Mae doesn't forgive you or that person over there doesn't forgive you. Who cares if they don't forgive you? You can't control what they think. The main thing is you forgive yourself. You fight for your beliefs and your values. Yes, you may be down, but don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Your heart is at stake here. Your beautiful, wonderful heart that's beating independently of your will. It's a gift. It's a blessing that God has given you. Don't throw it away, please. It's a beautiful thing. A beautiful, beautiful thing. And once you're gone... Once you're gone, you can't come back. Then you have to go to the spirit lands and come back either on this planet or some other planet of a lower category and go through everything that you achieved up to the time when you committed suicide. All of the progress that you made, all of the growth that you achieved is gone. That's what happens when you commit suicide. And you have to start again. Which is not fun. You might be born in a planet, on the planet, in some place like North Africa, where people die of starvation every day. Children die of starvation. You've seen those pictures on television, those small black babies who look gaunt and thin, looking at the camera when John this dies, starving to death it's possible that maybe they were suicide or maybe in some previous life they committed some great sin and they saw that as an opportunity to grow and learn and, and reduce some of that karmic debt. It's true, my friend. It's true. But with suicide, they go to this place. In the book, she described how she went to this holding area And there were other people around here walking around. And she saw teenagers, teenagers, my friends, who commit suicide. It's a common thing. They might get bullied or maybe substance abuse, alcohol or drugs and or drugs. Or maybe an abusive parent, some sexual immorality that they are so ashamed of and guilty of. Beautiful people growing up, they take their lives because they can't handle the guilt, the shame of what they've done. But like I said, and I'll say it again, don't throw your heart away. You need a second chance. There are resources out there. The Bible, even though I don't agree with everything in the Bible, I still love the book and appreciate it for its wisdom and its knowledge and how it's helped me but there are other books out there too like the quran the muslims have the quran the buddhists have their book all these different religions you can learn in so many different books out there my friends you can learn from youtube videos near death experiences extraterrestrial encounters these ets they share their knowledge and that's some incredible knowledge you know it's in my book The Gray Brain and the Golden Soul, available in the Amazon Kindle bookstore for you to go ahead in there and read if you want to for free. 80 pages of pure spirituality, my friends, courtesy of Blake Ruby, the Reverend Blake Ruby. No charge. (laughs) Ha ha! How about that? So from that holding area, they get whisked away. She was whisked away at the speed of light by some invisible energy to this dark plane. Maybe on the dark side of the moon, my friend. Don't laugh. True. It might be true. Together with thousands and thousands and thousands of other suicides. A purgatory, if you will, my friend. Walking around. Mumbling nonsensically to themselves. Repeating the same old things. Going over the last scenes of their life not knowing where they are or what happened exactly but they do realize they committed suicide always looking to blame someone else other than themselves walking around saying the same thing over and over again that's what she said there is no hope there no light only despair no joy no happiness you really want to go there you really want that? Do you really want that? Because it's 10 times worse than it is here on earth. If you think you're going through pain right now, my friends, when you get to that place where the suicides are being held in like a jail, that purgatory held in by a fence of anti, excuse me, dark matter, dark energy, and that dark plane, there is no love. And they're there indefinitely until one day they serve their time because there is no eternal damnation. Take it from me, not from those people out there that try to control you with power and money. Yes, religion is a money-making business. You can't fool me. It's a good thing. It's good to be a believer of God rather than not be a believer. But you can't tell people what to do if you're not doing it yourself. Just like Jesus accused the scribes and the Pharisees of being hypocrites, a lot of Christians are hypocrites too. You are God. You are a God in the making. Jesus said, you are God. We are God in the making. Co-creator, God's in the making. We can do great things like Jesus. You can perform miracles. I can tell you how he did all those miracles, or give you my view of them. So on this dark plane, she was there, and she saw a pinpoint of light approaching. I'm going to take a drink of water. Coming faster and faster and getting larger and larger. And it stopped on the outside of this barrier that holds in this dark plane. And she said the words of the Creator, it might have been Father God or Mother God, don't you know there is a Mother God, my friends? Don't you know that Father God, who the Bible recognizes, wants a woman by his side? Don't you think that Father God wants to have some love, a companion, a friendship of a female? Who can tell Father God that he can't have a woman? at his side. Are you willing to tell Father God that, my friend? What makes you think he wouldn't want one or have desires that your average ordinary man has? And Father God is a man, right? We are so backwards in our thinking sometimes and need to make some changes. People can't think outside the box, oh my God. Oh my God. And you know, here on earth, it takes a man and a woman to create a baby. What makes you think that all these spirit children of God, and don't you believe there's only one son or one daughter? That is the greatest mistake perpetrated throughout the centuries, thinking that there's only one son? Only God sends his only son? Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Didn't Jesus teach us to pray, our Father who art in heaven? Boom! Case closed! We are all God's children. You, everybody, every single human being on earth, from every culture, every race, every religion, everybody is a child of God. It's time we recognize each other as children of God and not bastards. You know? Does that sound right? Yes, we have a mother and a father in heaven. Or did you want to get to heaven one day? Do you want to go to heaven, my friend? you want to get there and say, do we have a mother God in heaven? Are we motherless children in heaven? Well, didn't you know? Welcome to heaven. Yes, there is a mother God. Why didn't you ever think about her? Why didn't you use your logic and realize that? Well, of course. Didn't they create my soul and spirit? Or maybe Father God just did it by himself. How did he do it? I don't know. He's magic. He can just wave his magic wand and boom, there's a soul, a brand new soul, and a brand new spirit. No, there is a mother God. But back to the suicide. So, Father God said to him, let's say his father was just Father God. It depends on the spirit, because we are predominantly more male or female spirits, which we'll see when we pass away and transition to the afterlife. You look at yourself, oh, well, the spirit looks just like a human body. Oh, I've got facial characteristics and hair, and I look just like I did when I was on Earth. But I'm made of light. Oh, it's translucent. I'm transparent. I've got all kinds of colors. I can see my hand. It's made of light. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think it was Father God that showed up, all glowing and this beautiful being of light with a great white beard, a muscular chest like a weightlifter and arms all pumped up in a robe. that's glowing with light. And you know what he said to her? He said... I gotta take a drink of water. this. I gotta try to get in my best God's voice. For you suicides? Anybody contemplating any suicide? Pass it along. Here's what God said to her: Is this what you really want? Said the words were excruciating, painful, and they just reverberated over her, through her, washed through her like light through a body, like sound does sometimes but just washed right through her, went right through her very being. And her response was like, but I was having some problems. My life was so hard. And just as soon as she thought that, he replied in an instant, in a second, life is supposed to be hard. You're supposed to use your resources. You can pray. You can use the Bible or any other book. You got to get through it. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. You are a fighter. You were born into this world. You can overcome your problems. You don't need anybody. You got yourself. Don't care what they think. They're trying to bully you. Fight back. You don't have to actually get into a fist fight. Just fight fight to survive. Fight to live. Fight for your heart, for your peace and happiness. So like I said, I almost committed suicide one time. But I was in the Army, away from home for the first time in 1982. I was drinking alcohol. Hello. Hi. Hi. Drinking alcohol. Huh? Hey. Hey. Oh. Drinking alcohol. Waking up with a hangover going getting drunk again, Christmas time, away from home for the first time, in Germany, and listening to music, kind of rock and roll music, which sometimes can be perceived as negative, you know? And I felt like there were voices telling me to do it. And that's what you read about. They hear these voices, but it's because, usually because of alcohol, right? And for me, that was the case. And, and it was like, do it, you know. The world will be better off without you. No, won't. Don't listen to those demons, you know. You've got to fight. You've got angels to help. All you got to do is pray. God help me. That's what I very simply said, you know. God help me. And I took a bottle of aspirin. Took the whole thing. Later on, one of my fellow platoon mate said, Blake, if you really wanted to kill yourself, why don't you just throw yourself in front of a train? Okay, well, thanks. Thanks for your love and your help. But I got sick. I got very sick. They didn't have to pump my stomach, but I threw up. And so my leadership found out about it. But you know what? They didn't get rid of me. That was cool. They sent me to counseling because they give me, ch- me a second chance. They give me a second chance. And you can, anyone out there is deserving of a second chance. Whatever you've done, anything that you're ashamed of, first of all, my recommendation is don't drink alcohol. Second thing is, now you might want to try, but I'm just warning you, I know you've got free will, and I'm sorry if if I'm judgmental right now, because I used to drink alcohol and I can't judge people, I really can't, but. I'm saying that all those 45,000 people that die each year in the United States, the majority of them, I don't care what the statistics are. I've, said this, I've stood up at these town hall meetings in front of hundreds of people, and I've said, alcohol is a curse to this world. Once you put it in your mouth, you're hooked. The devil, Archangel Lucifer, who works for God, by the way. Yes, God, the supreme creator, new in advance. What would happen if God did not make any beings that were going to be disobedient? That is logical, my friends. So don't think that old way. That doesn't make any sense. The creator of the universe created everything. Nothing that exists did not create out of the mind of the supreme creator. And no being like a devil has power equal to God. The, the, The devil very simply... Archangel Lucifer was in charge of the demons in God's jail, hell. Just like Archangel Michael is in charge of the angels, and they work for God. God loves them. They're creations of God. Everything was created, even the demons in hell. Oh, my God. I tell you, there are some demons in hell are the most terrifying demons that you can imagine. No joke. Demons that have no mercy in their eyes. For the pain that they love to inflict upon these sinners that go down there, these murderers, these terrible people, evil people. And I know I shouldn't, I feel bad for those people in a way because you got to, someone like Hitler, for example, you know. I think that Hitler was sexually abused as a child by his parents or by somebody. Is it not true, my friends, that we are shaped and molded by our parents into? who we've become today, and we're not truly responsible for our actions until our parents pass away. Sad but true. So it's not 17 when you're fully responsible for your actions, it's not 18, it's not 21, it's not age 30 or whatever age, it's when our parents pass away. And then like my parents passed away in 1999, my dad first, and then mom 10 days later. And I realized, even though I've got a sister and I have a son, that I am alone. I don't have my best friends with me anymore. that I can get on the phone and talk with about anything. But that's part of it. You know, not that I'm, I'm not saying that it was bad. I love my parents. And especially those last two years of the lives, we get a chance to bond like never before. I used to visit them all the time. Any opportunity I had because I knew that they were going to be dying sometime in the near future. And they were existing, and then one day Dad had a stroke, and he lived for about another three weeks and then passed away. I still remember getting the call there in Ohio. I was working in the Army's military entrance processing station in Cleveland, and they said, is this Blake Ruby? It was 6 o'clock in the morning, and I knew already what the call was because I knew he was in that rehabilitation place, you know. And I said, yes, this is him. He said, "Uh, it's just to let you know your father expired at 6 a.m. this morning. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye. My father expired. That's what they said. That's the word they used, expired. And then Mom, she moved out of the apartment they were in and went into a hospice. And then 10 days later, she passed away. And she said that she heard him calling her in her dreams, Nina. That was her name, Nina. Nina, come, come join me here in the spirit land. That's where they are, my parents. I love them. God, let them know I love my parents. Let, let them know I love them, please, Mother and Father God. I hope they're there continuing to evolve and develop themselves spiritually, because don't you know the spiritual evolution continues in the afterlife? So back to suicide. So God was angry at Angie Fenimore for trying to take her life. First, she succeeded in taking her life. Her body was biologically dead at the time. She took some some kind of sleeping pills, you know, kind of like me. And uh, so the Army gave me another chance, and then later on, actually before then, I put a gun to my head in San Diego. I'm glad I didn't pull the trigger. I was going through alcohol and drug abuse. Not drug abuse. Well, yeah. Um, Marijuana, suffice it to say. And I guess you don't need to know anything else other than that. Alcohol, mainly alcohol. I was an alcoholic. My parents were alcoholics. I lived in a secondhand smoke environment. And that's the truth. Anybody out there listening to my voice right now, then you should know that it's wrong to drink alcohol and also take any drugs. They're a curse to this earth and you put me in a court of law i'll say i plead the fifth amendment well blake said that he no i plead the fifth amendment plus you know what the main thing is i forgive myself hey and you can too i forgive myself for the mistakes i made and didn't i already tell you that i'll wasn't fully responsible for some of my actions back then. You have some similar experiences that you can share. Can you relate to the pain that I feel? Would you forgive me? Probably not. Some people would. Some people wouldn't. So God was angry at Angie Fenimore. And God would be angry, possibly, I think it, God might not appear, Father God might not appear in front of everyone who commits suicide. It's possible that He will or won't. I don't know. But knowing that there's a God out there that could be angry, if you believe, some people, that's just it, some people don't believe in a Creator. Suicide. Just think about it. One person every 40 seconds. We've got to stop it. Stop suicide now. Around the world, one person every 40 seconds. And the truth. I've been telling you the truth. I always try to say the truth, my friends, about my life where I've come from, the progress that I've made, who I am today. If I went back, would I change some of the things that I did? I don't know. I can't say that I would. But what we really need to focus on for everybody that is contemplating suicide, anybody out there that you might know, a friend, a family member, Get the word, spread the word to them that if they're going through something where they feel a lot of guilt and shame, that they can't forgive themselves. That's the main thing, especially when we get to the afterlife and we have a a life review and we see our lives, what we've done before in the past, how we interacted with other people, the pain that we caused them. The main thing is to forgive yourself. So say a prayer (laughs) like this. Mother and Father God in heaven, creators of my soul and spirit, Supreme Creator of the universe, who created the Big Bang, you are so great and awesome. I bow down before you. I worship you. You're so worthy of praise. I love you. Help me, please. Whenever I need help, whenever I feel guilty, whenever I've been shamed, It's true that I've made some mistakes before in the past, but I want to forgive myself. Is there anything you can do to help me to forgive myself? You want to know all the truth, all the thing, everything that I've done, all the sexual immorality that I've been accused of in the past? No, I won't go into that. Let's not touch that subject, especially when I want to talk about something else. I'll always change the subject. Just like Jesus. When Jesus walked this earth, think of the miracles he did. The great miracles he performed. Right? Walking on water, calming the sea. Feeding the people on the Sermon on the Mount, changing two loaves of bread, two pieces of bread, and two fish, oh, however many there were, into enough to feed all of those 5,000. And then there were 4,000 people, which is a very little-known fact about the Bible that Jesus also fed 4,000 people at another time, turning water into wine, alcohol, there you go. You see, alcohol is a curse. I can blame it on anything. I'll bet that wine that he turned into, that water he turned into wine was non-alcoholic, my friends. I'll be willing to bet. Hey! (laughs) That's right. It was non-alcoholic. It tasted just like the real thing, but it was non-alcoholic wine. Oh, man. You see the movie Gospel of John. It's one of my favorite movies about Jesus. I've seen it a hundred times, at least. That scene there where he turns alcohol into wine. I mean, water into wine. (laughs) You see, I'm getting tired here. towards the end of the show. And his face is a study. It's a study. His eyes are like, oh, my God, did Jesus really turn water into wine? No, I don't think he did. Or if he did, it was non-alcoholic wine. But my point is, Jesus also walked around, and he had to have bowel movements every day. He had to urinate every once in a while. You don't think about that, but that's reality, my friends. How in touch with reality are you compared to fantasy? Are you really thinking about the real meat of every situation? So if you think that Jesus had bowel movements like maybe two a day? He had to go behind the bushes, whatever, you know? Does that give you a different perspective of the man? That's why, as I've said on previous shows, I'm going to take a drink of water. that jesus was an extraterrestrial from another planet who was constantly in touch with a spacecraft which was usually out of sight above the clouds way up high all those miracles were done in coordination and association with the other extraterrestrials that he belonged to he put his astral body into a human body just like an avatar and so here you have an astral, highly developed, highly evolved astral being in a human body walking around in constant touch with extraterrestrials. When he was in trouble, when they wanted to stone him, they just beamed him to another location. When he walked on the water, it was a tractor beam or some kind of beam or maybe something, some piece of technology he had around his waist hidden underneath his robe that allowed him to walk on water, calming the seas. Controlling the atmosphere and the orbit of a planet is easy for some extra yeah. questions to do because they, they know how to control that type of energy. They know how to control matter. They can transform matter. I've got just a few seconds left, my friends. And I wanted to tell you it's been a pleasure being your host today in my show. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to forgive yourselves. And please remember to pray. And I've said enough about suicide. Please pass the word along. Stop suicide now. I just did a video on YouTube. Please watch it. Blake Ruby, I love you. And may the creator of the universe bless us and help us in any way we need it. Bye-bye.